Welcome to Polycast, a civilization podcast focused on game strategy. Kana Salbinas, Makalua, the main team, Mega Bears fan. With guest co-hosts, Ceiling Cat, firing the laser. <laughs> pew pew. All right, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 336 of the Polycast. I'm your host, Canis Albanus, and I'm joined today with Makalua. Still needs more caffeine. The me and team. Conquering empires one brick at a time. And guest host, Ceiling Cat. Part of this balanced breakfast. What a tasty treat. Mm. As I say, I didn't have breakfast. But... I technically did. I, I made ravioli, which is a strange breakfast. And it's strange that I would bother to cook anything, but apparently this morning was strange. have a patch, a hotfix patch for Civ 6, so that's our first topic. I linked straight to the notes in the Steam forum, so nice, nice. Well, the reason for that was because they included the thread on Civ Fanatics in the original patch thread, so there was no individual Great Works trade update thread. Oh, yeah, well, fair so enough. I didn't feel so yeah, like... They're no, uh, yeah. They're no longer using drag and drop, they're back to uh, click to move, and there's also been some trade exploit, so to speak fixes here like trading low gold per turn for high gold per turn strategic resource abuse where you trade one iron for a bunch of iron and getting lots of money for luxuries as they're all at least allegedly brought in line we'll see what people manage yeah i think i already read somewhere that it's still possible to gain like to game the system for gold but it's very very tedious like you have to do like three trades and you get one gold you have to keep doing that for however many gold you want so i'd say this is it's not like technically (laughs) fixed but unless you're going to spend three hours to get 100 gold i think it's basically in a good place i would call it you know, effectively you, fixed you yeah. know someone's gonna write a macro for it for single player but <laughs> if see, you were to play like see. multiplayer with a term timer there would be no way yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to figure out why the ai the other day was like in the modern era and it's like here i'll buy this iron off of you i'll buy this niter off of you what are you guys still building with this they need they need something to arm their horses with uh if you're finding with horses i have some little guys in the sky you're gonna meet soon <laughs> just love tradition that way <laughs> just read reading the comments on this particular news item in the Steam forums and have learned that Steam users are the most toxic user base in the history of mankind. Man, I, I don't know. There's uh, some stiff competition out there. 4chan for starters. Yeah, or even some subreddits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least 4chan is tongue-in-cheek most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. Not this always, is, though. This is mostly just, why no Mac? Why no Mac? Why no Mac update? Why no Mac update? It's like every person with a Mac is complaining that there's no Mac update. Uh, have, have you ever been on the League of Legends forums? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say also, yes. <laughs> League of Legends, yeah. In-game and out-of-game. Yeah. I'm just sitting yeah, here thinking. I'm not sure which is worse. You guys, they do know yeah. that it took them over two years to get Mac compatibility with Windows in the first place. And now you're complaining about a week after a hotfix where they didn't have it. I mean... <laughs> Really, guys, you're on a Mac. You're not playing it. You're not supposed to be playing video games because you're on a Mac. Right. You should play Linux. I mean, it's also it's also a very, you know, large and integral hotfix that must be uploaded within at least two days. 
There's yeah, no way fair. one could survive without this. Without it, it's literally unplayable. Yeah. I think I'm using that appropriately for the <laughs> internet and lingo. Well, for multiplayer, it makes it unplayable, but... Well, that's true. No cross-platform for you. Oh, it de- yeah, that's true. Like, I wonder, if I look at the Steam statistics... Oh, shoot, I gotta reopen Steam. Mm-hmm. Why is Steam not open? Steam is always open on my computer. Not this time. It has a mind of its own. But if you look at the Steam statistics of hardware and software survey, you look at is it, OS systems by... Oh, Mac. Everybody who plays it is playing on a MacBook Pro, 52%. Windows 10 is 66%. OS X makes up a grand total of 3.27% of the entire um, Steam ecosystem. So, sorry guys, you're not that important. Oh, Linux, by the way. Linux is 0.82%. Oh, wow. They've actually overtaken Mac. That doesn't surprise me at all, actually. No, Linux has not overtaken Mac. No, or the, uh, that one. not 8.2. Yeah. Oh, Windows, okay. Windows is 95.91. Never mind, then. <laughs> so. You guys need to you guys need to get on the ball here. Use more Linux. He's like, where's my Linux bros at? Even though I also have Windows, but you know. Windows, I do think that, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I do think that this patch is an interesting, perhaps, sign of things to come from Firaxis with sort of noting that they have longer term sort of goals for patch fixes, as I've been seeing in the forums of them saying, you're like, oh, thanks for the heads up. This one's a little bit longer. It's not going to make it the hot patch, but then still, still sort of doing a, a 30-day-ish hot patch. It was still kind of, I think, a neat choice from Firaxis for this. It was kind of desperately needed because the trade system was completely broken. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice that they were able to get that accessibility feature in there as well, even if it was just a undo what we did before with the say, great works. I want to say last week, or when I was preparing for this week, there was a thread that talked about how Firaxis support had given a way to fix the problem for handicapped persons mm-hmm. and based apparently they changed it back for that reason yeah because um, it was hard to do when you only had like one mouse button i think is what it was i believe that yeah that exhausted do we want to go ahead and move on to the next topic that's right you have to work for your meal to cheese <laughs> trades now let's move uh, on so filing under things that maybe got borked under an update there's been discussions of how barbarian camps may not spawn those oh so special invasion forces anymore um, when you get a scout that gets sees your city goes back to the camp and then spawns a bunch of uh, barbarians perhaps that's not happening anymore the general conclusion is that, yes, it is broken, because Dennis Shirk shows up later in the thread, and he's he works at Fraxis. I think he's... The, is he the, the executive director, or is he one of the programmers? I don't remember. He works there. I don't remember either. Um, he's been around there for a while, though. Yeah. He's a senior producer. Senior producer, okay. Well, he Big talks... He's, he mentions that they found out what the problem is, and that they're also going to be looking at the difficulty balancing of it in the future, because apparently uh, they didn't realize that there was a problem with it attacking you so early. Yeah, because well, I remember before yeah. there was a, there were comments about, I think it was maybe just past when Gathering Storm came out, but there were like people saying that the barbarians were a lot tougher right right after the release and so perhaps maybe when they dialed that back they broke something with the the problem they had with that was not that they weren't spawning invasions it was that they were all spawning on one continent instead of all over the world so yeah it was overloading one spot so if you spawned on 
one of the bad on the bad continent you would have 10 or more barb camps within 20 tiles of you mm. very quickly whereas if mm -hmm. you were on one of the other continents you wouldn't see a barbarian ever huh. and and now add that to a multiplayer game and you see why that's a massive problem <laughs> yeah Sorry, you I'm surprised it on. they didn't realize that there's like almost no delay before when you get scouted on decently high difficulties. I'm glad they finally are aware of that, but like it's surprising that they haven't been for so long. I thought they were just okay with it, but <laughs> I guess not. Maybe they are, and we just haven't heard yet. I don't know. It might also be a PR answer. Oh, we didn't know this was a problem. We'll look at it. Yeah, I guess. I like to give people benefit of the doubt, though, and not just assume they're lying. I've met most of the people who work at Fraxis on civilization projects, and they're not deceptive people. They're just trying to do their job, really. They enjoy it, but yeah. they're not they're not like actively trying to screw over the player. They're not actively trying to not be good game developers. They're just dealing with huge code bases, so... Yeah, I, I don't think they would do stuff in bad faith. There's a lot of stuff they do I don't agree with, but it, it would be weird to just assume they're doing something in bad faith. I don't think there's any game developer that I've ever met that actually did everything I ever wanted them to do. So I just, chalk it, I just chalk it up to the differences in personal taste. Yeah, I do think it's interesting. I, I feel like, I think it's been mostly Dennis Shirk, but I think maybe there's been some other um, Fraxis boys that they've been a little bit more present on the forums as of the last couple months. It was kind of neat to see. They usually do that right after a patch. Mm -hmm. um, and right after a DLC as well. Because they're trying to get a trying to get a uh, hold on what the problems with what they've released are. But like before the patch, before the DLC was announced, you would not see them for quite a while. Which is pretty yeah. normal because they're working on the new stuff. Yeah. But... I remember one of my friends was working. He's the creator of the Terra Mirabilis mod. And Gathering Storm sort of introduced this sort of secret bug that nobody could figure out how to do. And it was interesting to see them come in and try and figure out, you know, what was happening. And, and they said that they were able to get that fixed, but it wouldn't be in the next batch. But in one down the line, that was kind of interesting to see that sort of collaboration, that conversation happening there. And then there was the part in the thread where they were like, we should take this out because it's too hard. And somebody's like, are you crazy? This is the only tack AI that's actually dangerous. <laughs> yeah. and you want it gone <laughs> well it's the truth regular ai forgets how to do... regular ai still can't do naval invasions so yeah that said people do occasionally die to the ai in turn cast yeah but that's usually it's I'm weirder yeah i know i know it's weird circumstances usually when that happens i think that's starting usually... 10 tiles away from gilgamesh yeah <laughs> I just think, like, in that, this happens in other games, too. When people have been playing it for a long time, you, you forget the perspective that, like, a lot of players do still struggle with the game. Yeah. Those of us upper-tier players are like, how can this be hard? And then people... And then you watch somebody who doesn't play strategy games on, on like, Twitch or something, and you see them, like, <laughs> settling on... Settling in the recommended places by the the AI and not improving their tiles or trying to do stuff that you're just like why are you doing that stop it oh my god like i'm not just talking about deity players here like half the players don't play at emperor or above even so I, like... th I think it's more along the lines of uh about 80 percent of people play under prince yeah i think that didn't they do oh. a, a poll on the forum a while back and find that even among the the elite players which are the ones who actually go to a civilization forum there's still like only like ten percent of people that play on deity or or immortal something like that. Yeah, 
and that's up from the Civ Four days, but it's still a relatively small percentage of players playing that. Can you hear my typing? I'm sorry. <laughs> I just had a flashback to Civ Four. It was all. I oh, type yeah. in difficulty census, and it says no results found. Thanks, Google. <sighs> anyway, what else happened in this thread that was worth talking about? Uh, we want barb settings again, uh, so we can have raging barbarians and not screw over the whole world. And that was about it. I do the... like that one guy who really wants to know what the problem was. Yeah. He's like, we're, we're fixing it. And he's like, what was the problem? Like, he's going to go fix it himself or something, or just really in pursuit of that forbidden knowledge. The forbidden knowledge. The forbidden knowledge also real movement points. It depends on where you vote on the poll. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is, How do they work? This is a Dan topic. Yeah, mm-hmm. polls. Look, it's polls. Who started this? Oh, a camel from New Zealand, apparently. Oh. <laughs> I was regarding the implementation of rail. I thought that he should. I thought that it shouldn't start at the point two five, but it should start. It should start at the point five. I'm, well, I'm having trouble parsing that sentence. He Basically, thinks... he wants the rails to not be as strong right away because roads are. Ah, okay. Modern, Which... yeah, because it makes him equivalent to the modern roads. But I, but that was the whole point of rail, wasn't it? You got there faster. Yeah. Yeah, and the forum overwhelmingly is seeming to vote for keeping the rails fast. Part of that's because like seventy-eight percent leave as is. Part of that's just because like it costs stuff, <laughs> more stuff than roads to get rails. Like, you're making an investment in that, so it should be markedly better. Yeah, and it also is just more work to make railroads, since you have to manually, you know, go on every tile and click that little button, as opposed to just happening sort of without you doing anything. Well, something, but not actively. You have to actively. build the, the engineer, Yeah. which yeah. I never did before <laughs> Gathering Storm. Yeah. Now, if you want to make a historical justification for it, you easily can, because we are not just moving, like, one guy on a road compared to a Merrill road. We were talking about like redeploying armies. So yeah, there's something along the lines that even today, modern, the modern military in the U S with travel, it always ships their heavy vehicles by train. If they're, if it's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. It would be that or a boat. I I guess boat would work too, but usually they go by train because it's cheaper to go by train. Taking the boat to Denver. (laughs) I mean, well, I think yeah. it would be interesting to maybe have some sort of upgrade system, but it also seems at the same time a little bit maybe it could be potentially confusing or potentially or potentially like a little bit extraneous. But it is. I think it would be nice to sort of show that, like roads, that there's improvement over the eras. Like maybe in, in the future era, you get like bullet trains or something. It's point one or something. Yeah, that'd be nice. And I'm certainly all about roads getting better over time too. I just I think rails should be better because you're actually paying more to use them yeah historically that was the whole point of you building the rails and everything was to get people and things and and your units or what have you in this case across the continent in a couple of days as opposed to taking weeks yeah it was something along the lines of in the thread there's this moment where they talk about a marching unit on foot can go 20 to 20 to maybe 30 miles a day on a railroad, they can go 600 miles a day on an appropriately built railroad, which is multi-tracks with signals. Whereas by vehicle, even with good traffic, you can only go 200 miles a day. So you're talking oh. about a 20 per, a 20 times speed increase. 
Is that 20? And that's assuming you have vehicles with your current level of technology. Yeah. Well, even in the 19th century, you could get 600 miles a day with good rail lines. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were super important during the Civil War, despite perhaps not being able to build railroads in the game during the time the Civil War was happening. But besides that, because I think they're, what, modern era, right? They are industrial. Oh, they are industrial. Okay, then never mind. I retract. I sit corrected. Because I think they're industrial. That part of the tech tree to me is kind of like an opaque window because I don't play there very often. I just kind of click what I want to go to in the modern era and just let it go. Just like Are you all telling the me you don't min-max when the game is in hand? I you never min-max. I don't even min-max when the game is not in hand. Yeah, I technically don't either. It's just because the game doesn't require it to win on any difficulty. I don't play high difficulties very often. I only do... Even if you do, you still don't have to min-max. A lot of times I'll play on lower difficulties just because I want to feel the power. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just enjoying being lazy and just clicking on what I want to click on and doing what I want to do. And, oh, you're invading me? Good, I'll just kill you. <laughs> Can't Sometimes a good stop Nothing wrong with that. I usually don't <laughs> declare war unless I get mad at somebody. But when I get mad at somebody, oh boy, they die. <laughs> Thank God for context. Yes. <laughs> Be right back, posting to R no context. <laughs> this reminds me of when I said fascism is objectively the best government type. Things you don't want exactly taken out of context, yeah. Things that shouldn't be said on live streams. Oh, right. I was regarding Hearts of Iron 4, of course. Oh. <laughs> but you could make a case in Civ as well, if you're going for military stuff in the late game. The combat bonus is pretty nice. Yeah, I think that's usually what it's it's kind of been coded for. I think it had the same sort of general vibe in Civ Five, right? That it was coded for kind of conquesty kind of stuff. Not exactly. Uh-huh. In Civ Five, it was it was the only thing it couldn't do well was science victory. Uh huh. Yeah, because they could they could all do culture. Democracy would do culture, diplomacy, and science and communism would do science and culture and fighting i think i don't know i just remember that democracy was the best if you weren't killing everybody and fascism was the best if you were killing everybody and communism was as communism is in the real world useless (laughs) (laughs) yeah well they had to to, like make it a, a reason to use a game option though regardless of realism because fascism is not a very effective long-term government either, but... We yeah. don't actually know that. We don't know if it's effective or not, because it's only been tried a couple of times, and both times it died, <laughs> because it had started every, a war with somebody. Every nation that's tried it doesn't exist anymore in that, in that same form, so it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> I guess not that's true. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of fascism that they fell, but... Well... Probably didn't help. Uh, yeah. It didn't endear them to their neighbors, which is the part that didn't help. Yeah. So speaking of endearing yourself to neighbors, question mark? Yes. We're going, sure. to, we're going to devote this portion of the Senate topic to how the AI uses units in the current patch of Gathering Storm. 
today's and first we are talking about improved ai power from a in a thread by traveling canuck this thread was actually started back in december i think when the when the when the patch was first or the dlc was first announced and the relevant part comes when they start talking about things that are modern about halfway through the fourth page of the thread and basically what we get into is it seems like the AI is using those units better, but not well. Specifically, they don't understand the concept of screening. Like, when you deploy fighters to a place, they're supposed to protect things. They don't understand that if you don't protect the airfields, the airfields get bombed. <laughs> Oops. But on the other thing is, apparently, if you pillage the airfields, not only do the bombs not bombers not become impossible to use they let you use and keep going back to the same spot so pillaging basically does nothing to aerodromes so i don't know what they're thinking on that one maybe it's an oversight but um, somebody in the thread mentioned that maybe it's just the american cruise missile style when pil when attacking syrian airports where the runway is back in action after a couple of hours <laughs> yeah well if eh, even when you do real damage, the uh, militaries can get runways back up pretty quickly. Yeah. But I still think pillaging should be meaningful. Like, yeah. so you want to defend your stuff. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, if they if they're worried that the AI won't be able to figure out how to, you know, unpillage an airfield or something like that, it should at least have some sort of effect, like you your you know your planes can't heal or something. There's also a bug that the deploy order for fighters does not occur in airstrips, so. They can't use it when they're placed there, which means that they can't do the screening. I feel like Here. planes have, in general, have had a hard time in Civ Six. I feel like there's been a lot of trying to. Well, for the longest time, the AI them. would simply not use them no matter what. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things that they did for Gathering was they just buffed them, right? Was one of the things they got a strength boost, right? It looks like they got strength boosts, and they were also tuned such that. You know what? My brain train just left the station. Um, <laughs> Did it get 0.5 movement or 0.25? Uh, yes. I'm going with 0. 0.333. Oh. Okay. So Civ, Civ 4 levels of railroad. No, Civ 4 levels of road. Yeah. I forget. Civ 4 levels of railroad were awesome. That was 0. 0.1. I thought it was 0. 0.8, 0. 0.125. No, I, I think you had 10 moves on rails in Civ 4. I could be misremembering, but I think it was 10. In Civ 3, they were just instantaneous, right? Or am I misremembering? I haven't played Civ 3 in over 20, 15 years. Yeah, it's been too long for me to remember precisely. Not quite 15 years. It's, they're not quite 20 years. It's been 15 years for me. Yeah, it was zero movement points. Good times. It's still <laughs> limited to 10 tiles or something like that? Something crazy. Oh, Civ 3. I wonder... With the with, with the <clears throat> excuse me, with the AI's lack of ability to do the air thing, if that's part of the fact that we have to have the aerodromes, and in previous civs you could city station them, so the AI didn't have to <clears throat> think about planning ahead and leaving space for an aerodrome for their cities. So if they can't build it in a lot of cities, then they're not going to use it. I have noticed that the AI does build aerodromes a lot, like more often than they seem like they should, because some of them. <laughs> We'll build them in places where they don't have good where, production. To where do they it? don't have production for it, or they don't have military stuff to protect it on the ground. 
so that somewhere something in the AI is missing a how-to with the aerodrome somehow. I mean, it knows it's there, it knows how to build it, but then it's not putting all the pieces together that it needs to build an appropriate air attack force or something. Yeah, that would that sounds from what I know with some sort of minor AI kind of modding it. That seems like where it's likely for like the disconnect to be is that they're probably weighted to to build aero uh, aerodromes more often um, when they get the tech, and they're probably weighted, especially now with the strength increase, to build planes more often. But it's the teaching them how to use it is I think the part where it's running into some issues, yeah. and it's probably because it's got you know it's its own sort of separate combat system. It might also so you... be that it... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. It might also be that they require aluminum or oil, and mm. the AI sometimes doesn't seem to understand that it needs resources to build things. They really need that iron and those horses. Yeah, but yeah, only in the, the modern era. seem more important than that because silly. Yeah, it's like it's prioritizing the older resources ahead of the modern resources somehow. Even in I, late game, it probably has more explicit instructions to handle the older stuff, would be my guess. But And, and, and for a lot of the game, that's probably a good idea, but not in the end game, of course. Yeah, it's like they somehow need to be given a playbook on how to with the modern units and resources. I didn't realize this, but apparently the fighter is only 10 points weaker than the jet fighter. Huh. Yeah, only 10. The difference is that jet fighters have priority target on civilian and support units. Well, that's pretty significant. They also have the, the plus one range, right? I didn't check the range. Attack range plus five. Uh, for, the regular, for the regular four. fighter, it is four. Yes, so there's one extra yeah. range. Yeah, I yeah, always find are... when, I, when I'm trying to use planes, I always find, I always forget that the range is comparatively small. So I feel like in past games, planes could go pretty far. In the past yeah. games, like the jet stealth bombers could cover the whole map. Yeah. Or close enough. Well, the jet bombers do have 15 range. Oh, that now. makes more sense. Yeah. So maybe yeah, that's why the high. AI. Maybe that's why the AI people were noting is better at perhaps using the bombers than the fighters. Is that there's just more things that the AI can accidentally hit or reach at all. Yeah. You don't need much planning when you can just hit everything from wherever the unit happens to be. This positioning has always been a bit of an AI issue, and well, if you don't have to, then that helps. It's one of the, I guess, few downsides of when Civ switched to one unit per turn is that positioning became a lot more important in the AI. It's hard to teach an AI how to do that correctly. Yeah. But plus the AI can't leverage its bonuses to the same extent. I think that's the biggest change. Because, like, the AI can build a unit still to blue in the face, but it can still only put one unit for hex, whereas in previous games, you could stack, like, 150 units on one tile, and that actually got to be pretty difficult to deal with, even with collateral, just because the sheer volume would absorb that collateral. Flashbacks. Yeah. Stacks of doom. I mean, that's deity level stuff in so far. You, you don't really see that uh, below that, but it, it could be a real issue there. Yeah. So anything else we want to say about air power? Fraxis, please fix it. Ah, okay. Yes. <laughs> it's please fix all the some, things. Yeah, we would like some air battles with the AI at some point. Be nice. I have all seen this... them use units, though, so I, it's better than it used to be. Yeah, it's a step all forward. Steady. Speaking of AI utilization, our uh, next topic is also related to this. It's the uh, AI use of Huacha, started by Betula. He was noting that in some of his games, he would just wail on the Huachas and they wouldn't do anything. And then 
eventually the AI decided to attack with it and it one shot one of his units. He was like, what the heck? And so he's asking like if this is consistent with other people's experience using them. And we have various folks chiming in that the AI is pretty inconsistent with, uh, with that unit and like several others. Yeah. The one, the, the comment on that like really sort of intrigued me was the one by Infixo. He's got an AI mod postulating that it's marked as a siege unit, but it doesn't actually have like a siege strength to find so the ai might be getting confused and being like well it's got a strength of zero why would i use that yeah it's one little thing to be undefined suddenly yeah so in his thing he marks it as just a normal ranged unit he didn't say he said it's a fix so he didn't say if it makes them use it any better but it'd be interesting to to give that a whirl and see if the Hwachev suddenly becomes used yeah. appropriately. I mean, I would hope that if he's calling it fixed, that it means that the AI yeah. is like using the unit. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how much better it is uh, when it thinks it's just a normal range unit compared to a CG unit. Well, the yeah. line in general, it needs help. Yeah, it does seem like they've been they're more confusing for the AI this time around than they were in the last game. Maybe. I, I just don't like their strength trade-offs in Civ 6. Like, I think they're even weaker than they were in Civ 5, which is saying something. They're I so mean, when fragile. You, yeah, yeah when, you, when you see this in the multiplayer game, it's true, a siege unit in favor of, I'm just going to build a couple of siege towers or battering rams and go in <laughs> with a bunch of melee and some crossbows, you know, range it's units. your only real set. option. Like, I would love to use siege units, but they're like... Well, like Canada says, they're fragile, which historically they were, but not to enemy city fire, but to enemies, like, just attacking them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you see the AI spam catapults early on. So it's like, uh... Yeah, and that's pretty free, because you can just kill those with archers, and they get in the AI's way of units that can actually threaten your stuff. It's like, thanks for the war weariness bonus, so your people will want to have peace sooner. <laughs> I remember reading somewhere, I don't remember where I was reading it, but someone was thinking that the way that they've changed the siege attack rules might be making them more confusing for AI on this sort of continuing topic. Because before in Civ 5, you had to, like, set up, right? Yeah. And so that was something you could just train the AI to do. It would be like, if you're in attack range, set up, then attack, right? If you're not set up, then just keep attacking. But in Civ 6, they've got this cannot move and attack kind of thing. So it does, there's no way to trigger the AI to be like, okay, you should attack now. It's always constantly deciding because it's trying to move because the AI loves moving its units around. Or even more confusing to the AI, you you can move and attack, but only with a great general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever been taken enemy fire from a catapult playing the game. I have, but it was that troll tundra start where Caesar just built a ton of catapults for some reason <laughs> rather than legions. Oh, Caesar. They actually did shoot Sorry. me a little bit, but I mean, they didn't. He didn't take a city, but <laughs> he brought lots of catapults to try. They're like, oh, look at the catapults! It's so cute. Can we? When we all see catapults roll out these days, like, oh, look, target practice. <laughs> Yay, target yeah. practice! My units needed XP. Unfortunate, but yeah, that's pretty much what they are. And it's it's unfortunate because in the late game, like grape shot artillery is pretty good. Now it costs resources, so. It, it's, again, hard to justify compared to just using machine guns, which got buffed. Because <laughs> range totally needed to be buffed, I guess. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's it would be worth... I mean, it would be pretty easy to do. Just give siege line units, like, a, a defense against ranged attacks. So they were, yeah. aren't, you know, directly being murdered by the things that they're supposed to be murdering. They have a promotion for it. I don't know why they don't just start with that. I think that would balance them better. Or you could give them more range and just make them trash against units. That would also yeah. be fine. I mean, there's been some threads we've discussed on that in the past. 
and I would like to see something a lot something picked a lot from the from those to make siege more viable, especially early. From episode 335. So now that we're done giving all out about, you know, random balance and things like that all throughout the game, let's talk about uh, delegations and all the food that comes with us. Yummy, yummy food and gifts and stuff. Well, so some a... of it yummy, some of it not so yummy. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's true. Yeah. We'll get through it anyway. So there was a post on there was a post on the Civ subreddit during uh, from a couple of days ago by you slash the MRS, who basically gathered together every single civilization's delegation into one gigantic image, basically. Yeah, when they come up to you and they're sent to you as a delegation, every Civ has their own fancy line. For example, you know, Teddy Teddy would come up to you and saying, you know, my diplomatic delegation comes with some fresh baked apple pies. Mm. And then you have, you know, Shaku comes up and he hands you a spear. But like it's a ceremonial yeah. spear. This is my delegation. This is my offering to you. So you basically gathered them all together into one gigantic image. And when you look through it, it's like the vast majority of it is food. Some of us you might not necessarily want to eat, like, you know, Khmer's fried tarantula. Yeah. Or Nubia's fresh camel liver. Be sure not to cook it. I, I don't I don't need the German blood sausage, thank you. <laughs> Can I have some of the other German sausage things? Yeah, there, yeah, there are a couple of them where they don't actually specify anything in their delegation, so some of them are a little assumed, like for example like like for example Germany and England and even Greece technically doesn't say he's giving you anything he's just not giving you a giant wooden horse wink wink <laughs> nudge yeah. nudge say no more but now, it's a it's an interesting collection though of the various um you know local specialties for example in the various civilizations and i i think it's good to see that um over the course of you know creating into individual civ that uh, fraxis and has focused on things that are that this particular civ is known for in this area both in real life today and also back in history but i mean do you really need to go any farther though than the american one here the very first one um the american diplomatic delegation giving out apple pie now i mean come on we got apple pie here well, well now, now 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 the dutch are bringing stroopwafels yeah and australia is bringing you wagyu potentially yeah. you know the australian wagyu beef Yes, yes. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I take a really nice, you know, wagyu steak, regardless of uh-huh. if it's Australian wagyu or full Kobe from Japan. Now, um, the lingonberry jam with with knack bread in the Swedish one is very good too. The the pickled herring, not so much, but then I don't like fish to begin with. But I mean, come on, pickled herring. But yeah, and but I, I, I can I can vouch for the lingonberry stuff though. Yeah. And while they're not specifically listed, you know, I think there are some Turkish delicacies that are really great. And Spain's bringing the churros. Yeah. I hope he's bringing a dip with those now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The picture has dip, so I assume there is dip. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he probably like went. He probably went over to Monty of the Aztecs, took Monty's gift of mates <laughs> and chocolate, then killed him and took all the chocolate back and made it into a dip for churros. Mm-hmm. Hashtag just Spanish things. Yes. I don't know if I take. I don't know if I take the beluga caviar from Russia. Mm. And of, co- of course, Canada shows up with with the toque and the the uh, Canadian maple syrup, as Candice has pointed out to us. Uh huh. But Colin just up. had to show up with hot haggis. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I'll stick with the tweed, thanks. You maybe could just... shortbreads. Y'all make great shortbreads. Or maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just stay in Rome and just stick with all the cheese and olive oil and all that sort of stuff that they have there in the bathhouses. Nom nom. 
I know who I'm not allying. <laughs> you guys showing up with some of this stuff. It's like, no. <laughs> what about Norway and his rune stones? Yeah, yeah that's it's a pretty good. It's not food, stones. but it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to just give me a rune stone, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely a case of like there's one gift, right? Oh, you didn't come with food? No, but I came with this, like, this gigantic carving. It's like brilliant. Rah! And you'd be like, yeah, that is epic. Hungary's not too bad either. They're bringing you some nice lace, a crossbow that's all fancy and emblazed with your heraldry and paprikash. Yeah, that looks I, – I kind of want that for dinner right now, to be honest. <laughs> And it is like half six. It is getting dinner time. I kind of want that now. You know, the, the Egyptian papyrus, I think we could go sell that and buy all the rest of this stuff, though, too. I mean, yeah. Probably. Come on. That, that thing looks old. We, we could just sell it. We, 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 could, we could buy all the rest. We're doing all that. All the you things. Know. And when we're doing all that, go, go to France, get the, get the bread and cheese and everything else yeah. that goes with it, and maybe finish it up with some Georgian. I have no idea how to pronounce church kella, plus those things. Oh, yeah. Those, yeah, those strings of sweets things. Yeah. Yeah, take Shaka's pointy stick and go visit everybody else. <laughs> yeah, take all the gifts. Be like, hey, I, hey, I got the. This is the first guy I met. I got this as a gift from him. I then used to kill him. Now I'm coming to you guys. Hey guys, you know, you, you, you got some gifts for me? No. Okay, meet my Zulu gift. Yeah. Stab, stab, stab. Yeah. Hey Germany, uh, we're we're just gonna skip you because we don't want your blood sausage. No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you can stay there and be whatever. Tarantulas will will pass will pass on you guys too. You guys have fun. Yeah, yeah I'll take yeah. the Mali gaff. Yeah, <laughs> but for the tea. Now here's the question: How uncaffeinated is that tea? Hmm. I don't want the sacks of gold dust. I'm all about you guys. Yeah, true. Well, well let's not have the let's not have uh, coupes grubs though. I'm not sure they'd be interesting. Yeah. If we're steering clear of the fried tarantula, I think we're steering clear of the grubs as well. Yeah, seems like a good idea. And I don't know. I don't want to know what's in Congo's meal there. Their fufu. I, I I just look at it. It's like I don't even <laughs> want to know. It looks like almost like a giant potato dumpling or something in a curry. And it's certainly potato. That's got to be what it is. And I don't know what's next to it either. I, I, again, don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's meat of some uh, some uh, unspecified sort. I'd be surprised if it's even meat, considering just... Congo. Does anybody even know what Korea's yukpo is? Other than it's it, dried meat of some sort that's probably tasty. Yeah, it looks like beef Soy jerky. Beef yeah. Considering might, they're very... Might not, be good, but no, might not be bad, I should say. Well, Korea's pretty good with its beef. I mean, have you ever had proper Korean bulgogi? Yes. Very good stuff. Korea love their Korea love their beef. Beef, 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 beef. I, I'm actually lucky enough to have a, a Korean place nearby that I can order from and stuff. And it's like, give it to me. Give all of this. I'm very jealous now. I'm going to have to show up at your place with a, with a Zulu spear and be like, give me, give me, give yeah, me. I, I, I will saying, point I you saying, in the direction. I'm going to I'm gonna have to try it sometime. Candace says that fufu is usually plantains. Yeah, I just went and looked that up. Yeah, it's like a, that. That's what the dumpling is made out of, and it's a, either like a peanut soup or something with it. Mm, so it's not it's bad. like a sachet, basically. It's it yeah. even nicer as we're going through it. Like, like I looked at this, and you guys looked at this and got really weird thoughts. I looked at this and I'm like, hmm, it looks, oh. you know, it's nice, simple, possibly a very simple meal, but very tasty, possibly like Ethiopian food. But now it yeah, sounds see, even better. Yeah. See, now that I think about it, with those little lumps in there, is somebody's pulled a piece off of the dumpling and gotten the sauce on it. 
Look, look, risk reward here, guys. Risk reward. I look at it. I'm yes, not sure. High risk. Well, I have I have heard of different types of peanut based soup from Africa, so I looked at that and I saw that. I said, I bet that's a peanut based soup. I'm not sure what the dumpling is, and I wasn't sure if that was meat or not. I look at this, and then I look at the apple pie. I'm safer with the apple pie. <laughs> so I guess his last go. So I guess really is more a case of right. What is your favorite gift out of the lot? Then, if you, if you had to get one of these gifts. What would you take? I, I, I'm taking the sandwich of cold test. Like, a lot of the food looks good, but come on. A <laughs> hundred porters carrying sacks of gold dust. That, that's, that, that's all me. I'll take that one. Nah, rune stones. Come on, come oh, on. So I was just thinking the rune stones. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I, I will be all powerful. I will turn into the Dovahkiin. I, I, I want the apple pie, but I can go get apple pie elsewhere. He's going to uh, give you the AAFW space bar one, Mackie. Don't trust those rune stones. <laughs> Feels favorite. Unfortunately, as I said, I'm going to have to stick with Matthias' stuff. I love that stuff. I love stroganoff. I love paprikash. And plus, you know, he's giving me a crossbow for crying yeah, you, out loud. You get a sweet pimped out crossbow with it. Yeah. It's good. It's a nice balance. Trade goods, fancy weapon, cool food. Yeah. Well, you can't lose. From episode 332... Somebody is complaining about the storms and tornadoes in, in Gathering Storm. This is a Reddit thread, and they are complaining that in the Northern Hemisphere, the storms need to rotate counterclockwise or else unplayable. <laughs> literally unplayable. You forgot the literally part. They probably didn't put literally, but it should be there. It's a very different complaint to my one about the blizzard earlier, but yeah. And apparently they made it so that the direction of storms is based on latitudes already. So it's like they did half the work and then decided, ah, screw it, we'll just do it this way. And it's also strange because, what, 80% of the world's population lives in the northern hemisphere? Why is it based on the southern hemisphere? Because it looks different. I don't know. All I know is the, the storm should go counterclockwise. Southern Hemisphere storm. That is our joke thread for today. Apparently, with the city-state of Valletta, which allows you to buy buildings with faith, as in, you know, city walls, you can also build flood barriers with faith from Valletta for 200 cost per city and does not scale with cost increase. Yep, uh-huh. 200 faith flood Are... barriers regardless of the city. Regardless I of the smell some griefing opportunities. Oh, I had it, I've had it in a couple of games and I'd be like, hey, I'll just spend this massive wad of faith barriering every single city. Ah, that was easy. Yeah, now we're just gonna make some emissions. <laughs> oh no. So, so so, so in Civ 6, you can pray the floods away. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Although you do have to actually buy the tiles that would also be protected as well in case they're not already covered in your land. Is the achievement for that called Rick Perry? <laughs> There's no achievement for it, unfortunately. There's also There's no, no achievement... No achievement should involve him. There's also no achievement for nuclear meltdown, which I felt should there should have been one. Should have been yeah. a reference for that one. As Russia let your nuke plant meltdown... Call it stalker. That maybe. No, no, no. Oops, oh, okay. you Chernobyl yourself. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think we want to avoid maybe some of those things. Last thing we need is a Fukushima wreck. True. Yeah. If you cover your whole empire in the flood barriers, then you can raise the CO2 level because you don't care about floods. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, then there's there's also like in a cooperative game, you just pass Valletta around like a hot potato. That's true. 
but only to people the, you care about. Until the AI barges in and they're like, hey, I want Valetta now. And then you have to wait until your next batch of envoys. And by then, you've already drowned. Well, you usually, gotta do this in advance. Usually, once you get to the point of the game where that happens, you should be you should have envoys banked for when you need it. Because if you've got coastal tiles that are important, you should be on the ball ready to protect them. Just don't settle coastal tiles that you care about, and then you're good. So something else that I, I haven't seen yet is what happens if the city center is flooded. That's what I was, oh yeah, that's what I was about to mention. <laughs> I actually had it in a in a game where I went to some tiles that already started flooding, and I was like, oh, there's a spot here where if I settle the city right here, it covers most of these tiles, and I can when I build a flood barrier because I could faith by it. So I went and settled an already flooded tile to find I couldn't build anything in the city center because it counted as a damaged district. Oh no, which means you can't. Oh. So if you settle a flooded tile, you cannot build a flood barrier in it because it's a city center building. But if the city was already there and then the tile becomes flooded, is it the same effect? It's like a pillage district and you just can't build anything in that city anymore? I don't actually. I've not had that happen. Does it? I don't know. Yeah, like I'm wondering, does it take away population? Do you? Yeah. As far as I know, obviously when it when it floods other districts, it, they're pillaged instantly. But I don't know if it's for this, for, for an existing city center. Yeah, I that's that's what I was asking about. But it's interesting yeah. that you that the game will even let you settle on that tile. Oh yeah, no, it still counts as a it still counts as a standard coastal tile. In fact, I've had weirdness in that once a once a coastal tile is submerged, it counts as both land and water. Land tiles still walk on us as if it were land, but ships can move on us as if it was water. I think I don't know if that's Weird. a bug. I don't that know if that's a bug or, or if I have a mod that's that's really not playing well with coastal tiles. <laughs> I haven't noticed that. I my in the the time that I've seen tiles get flooded, it looked to me like it was being treated as water. So maybe you do have some mob that's messing with that. Maybe flooded tiles are still treated as as land tiles. Submerged tiles are treated as both for whatever reason. Oh right, yes, there are two different levels, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe it's a case of if the submerged tile used to have a district there. I don't know. It's a bit odd. I guess we could talk about this one thread that's like, oh, let's rank the governments. Well, in which era, though? <laughs> Unless you have a specific goal in mind, is there any point to going, like, when you when you hit the tier two governments? Because uh, I, I, was, I was playing with Josh the other night, we did an advanced start, and it auto-gave us everything. It gave the theocracy, and I forget what the other one in tier two is, but we're like, why would we pick those when there's Merchant Republic? Monarchy. Monarchy. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Cause well, there used here. to be a pretty nice overflow abuse you could do with monarchy, but now that's been patched out. So. <laughs> yeah. So we're sitting there going, huh? You know, this is a weird thing to think about that we never use those. Just even in the multiplayer, nor normally on Saturday, it's like beeline straight for Merchant Republic. Yeah. We're just or just stay often... with oligarchy and kill the AI with the the bonuses for direct combat. Yeah. I often go that route. Just like not because no it's optimal, but just you get you kill stuff more easily. So, you know, I could see in the modern era maybe using some of the other different governments depending on what victory you were going after. But they're on tier two. I can find reasons on all the tier ones to use them at some point. I can find reasons for all the tier three to use them at some point. But tier two, it's like uh, Merchant Republic, and yeah. <laughs> Seems like corporate libertarianism is undoubtedly the worst of the group, according to Archon Wing, who posted this throw this thread which one is corporate libertarianism is that the one that gives the minus culture it's minus science minus science uh, yeah that would be pretty bad but at the you get production 
you get more resources per turn, but you lose 10% science. I don't think resources are a problem at that point in the game. Yeah. Just by that point, if you're conquering, you've already conquered enough to have all the resources you need. And if you're not conquering, you don't need resources as much, so... Yeah, you only need so much to build a spaceship, so... <laughs> he really doesn't like Classical Republic either. Huh. And he says autocracy is the best for ancient era. It is if you're not fighting, probably. That's the but one a lot with, of the, the... with the wonder bonus, right? Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, if you know you're on your own little island, the AI's not going to come get you. It would be a great way to just churn out all the wonders and get the AI going, Hey, what are you building all the wonders for? <laughs> but they can't get to you, so they'll just have to whine about it. Chin Shi Huang wants to know your location. <laughs> no. <laughs> Deny. Call in today. In North America, the number is 301-637-7659. That's 301-637-POLY. In Europe, 44-121-288-7659. That's 44-121-288-POLY. The only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. For more information on Polycast, our sibling shows about Polycast in general, log on to the series' official website at thepolycast.net. Alright, so I guess I'll do the outro then, I guess? That would um, be the plan. Okay. Well, this has been episode 336 of the Polycast. We hope you've enjoyed listening. I've been your guest co-host, Ceiling Cat. And today I've been joined by regular co-host, Canis Albinus. At some point I will learn how to predict the length of time a topic will take to discuss. But until then, short show, apparently. Makalua? Means I have time to go make more coffee now. Woo! And the me and team. My government is objectively the best form of government. Of course. <laughs> Naturally. That's how I can tell whether your opinion is correct or not. It's whether it's the same as mine. I like it. It's very simple. It's easy, yeah. easy to remember. Phil is in an echo chamber, confirmed. <laughs> We're all in an echo chamber uh -huh. called the internet. Sometimes you don't hear an echo, though, so you, but you can fix that. Just bump up the reverb. I mostly right. just hear whining about things. But that's just me. That, that sounds very on-brand for the internet. No, no Scientology yet. Um, do we need that, really? Yeah, we do. No, we need Repensies. all the cults. Uh, the opinions of Trusane do not necessarily reflect. Yada, oh, yada, yada. Oh, you're cutting that out anyway. You don't have to. No, nope. you probably, you probably don't want on your. Po no, I'm not. E I'm not even going to give you that that clean riff of that. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. <laughs>
What? You think I'm a dangerous editor that I might use it against you? Yes. I don't think he's quite achieved DM <laughs> levels yet. Perhaps in the no, future. No, no, no. All right. How bad do I sound? Um, oh, a little a muffled. Little muffled. I didn't realize you were muffled. I'm on my phone now because my as soon as I went Windows, my machine overheated. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, it's a great time for this. Yeah. Technical difficulties. Cast ahoy. Yeah. Seriously. Or maybe just you know Verizon phone Skype bills. Difficult. Oh, I was gonna say Skype problems ahoy, but hey. Today Skype is set at the deity difficulty setting. You no, know, lately I've been overheating uh, when I've been playing games on Windows, but now I'm overheating just on Skype on Windows. But I'm on Linux, I can like run EU4 for hours with no trouble. So that's fishy. <clears throat> well, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been able to, to play around with it much yet. It's hard to make, it's hard to force it to make it to happen when you don't want it to. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a thunderstorm outside. Or that's just me dropping the mic onto the bed and stuff. And... Is that you? Yeah. I don't think that's you. Well, well, I didn't hear anything, so I was assuming it was me. It was. Don't worry. Because you were talking oh. while it was happening. Oh. Maybe it's something going on in my background. I don't know. <laughs> Holy background noise. I think that's Phil. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, that was you. Oh, okay. I was muted when it happened, so... Uh, I don't know why it would just start now to be so bad. I know, it seemed a bit odd. It's almost like there's some automatic control was trying to make up for something. I'd turn that off, though. I did turn that off, right? Yeah, the automatic adjust the microphone settings is turned off on Skype. So it shouldn't be doing that. Who knows? There's sound settings, too, but I'm pretty sure I turned that off everywhere. It seems to stop if you say something every few seconds or so. So basically, just don't don't stay quiet for extended periods of time, and it'll be okay. Right? Yeah, that'll work. Just what the show needs, me talking constantly. Yeah, yeah. that's great. No. It's that fancy app you got, Phil, that uh, tries to fill all awkward silences with random noises. <laughs> yes, I, I fill awkward silences. <laughs> yeah. well, it, it, well, I can't guarantee the removal of the awkward aspect, but I can I guarantee the removal of the silence, I suppose. It might also work if you mute yourself and do it. I don't know. Oh, that's true. I, I could do, like, push-to-talk type or, or whatever. I wouldn't want to make you do that long-term, but for one yeah, day, I think it'd be okay. Uh, yeah, if I can find that. Oh, yeah, the next line is, like, our home and native land or something like yeah. that. I, I used to know it, but I don't know it all. And then, like, you, you talk to people like Dan and you find out, oh, well, most Canadians only know half the national anthem because half of it is in French. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know. Like, I think it, most Americans only know half of our national anthem, too. Like, they think, like, every other line is and the Rockets' red glare, so... There you go. No, they don't realize that the national anthem has four verses, one of which has yeah. been completely retired. So, I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely something that you would not want to sing anywhere ever, the third verse, <laughs> because it's, um, uh, let me put it this way, very racist. Uh, that's what I was going to oh. say. Is it, is it the one about how great America is because of slavery? <laughs> I think it's the one where it talks about... Uh, because it's the War of eighteen twelve, and one of the one of the enemies in that war were the native tribes. Oh. I think it has something to do with that. Oh, oh dear. boy! Something, something manifests. Good old America, you make me so proud. Nice and spicy. Now, to be fair, this was eighteen twelve. Things were different then, but yeah, definitely not something you'd want to sing today. Yeah, no, definitely not. 
I'm not going to judge them too harshly for the world they lived in, but I will judge those who say we should sing it now harshly. I'm just imagining the racist part of the Canadian national anthem that just really, really hates mooses. I don't even know. <laughs> Yes, reasons. Yeah, that was such a sigh, wow. Phil. Yeah, that was yeah. a sigh, Phil. The sigh and then went into background noise and extended the sigh. The epic sigh of Phil's like, oh god, this again. I mean, it, it, yeah. Well, it's just, it's interesting. I'll just go with that. Oh, yeah. Mackie with her trying to global warm us all. No, no that's oh, Grim's job. Well, you're the one building railroads, so. Because uh, I like to get around fast. Oh, the Grim horror. is actually helping us, thank you very much, because Grim <laughs> is making nukes, and nukes <laughs> are a source of nuclear winter, not global warming, see? Although I don't think that's in the game, no. but no, it's Grim, is trying. Grim is trying his best yes. to combat uh -huh. global warming by introducing nuclear winter, and you are thwarting his efforts with all your railroads. How dare you? Why don't you build something useful like nukes? Well, that would require me to first have better science than Grimm, or at least equal science as Grimm, and yeah. Well, now we're just hearing excuses. Yeah. I've out-text Grimm before. It happens sometimes. Occasionally. I've been in games where he's on par with us. <laughs> I don't know that I've out-teched him yet. Yeah, but... <laughs> say. On par, like, sure. Out-tech Grimm, not so much. I don't usually emphasize science as much as him, so it's pretty rare, but in some of those games where, like, I just get a ton of cities early because I'm fighting someone or something, yeah. then just by sheer volume, I, I wound up getting in front. That's pretty uncommon relative to him attacking me instead. Ah, Liza, what are you doing? Hmm? Unexpected cat butt. No, it wasn't the cat butt. It was the, hey, hit me in the face with your tail, you idiot. <laughs> there you go. You're not paying attention to me. That's what that was. That is an offense. That must be punished. Stop typing. Non-technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically a, uh... a difficulty, but yes. not a technical difficulty. Yes, exactly. I saw a Reddit post uh, of someone who had a decoy keyboard. So they had one of those desks that has the tray underneath, and their actual keyboard was on the tray, and then they put a fake keyboard, well, not a fake keyboard, but like a cheap keyboard that wasn't even plugged in on the top of the desk. And so the cat would sit on the keyboard on top of the desk, and then the you know person was actually free to use the keyboard in the uh, tray. Mm. Clever. Now that you've said that, it won't work on this cat, though. Oh, sorry, did I? Yeah, you gave away the secrets. She yeah. overheard you. Plus, right, some so cats right. will just attack you directly. But you're on, oh. Mackie. Yeah, I I know. Hey, Mackie. Hey, listen. Uh. <laughs> Is it just Anyways, not coming up? Sorry. No, no, it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's great, Cat. <laughs> she won't give us the uh, the opportunity to interrupt again, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Screw you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, I don't have it open. No wonder I was like, why am I not seeing anything? Oh, right, I didn't have it open. <laughs> well, that's, that's the greatest intro of all time there. Yeah, that would have helped, wouldn't it? And then we'll be happy, and then we'll discuss them on future episodes. Maybe. maybe. Yes. And, and and then we'll add beards to all of the sieves. Yes. More beards. Must mod in beards. 
Emphasis on the fill. Well, of course you want emphasis on the fill. You always want emphasis on the fill. <laughs> no, not always. <laughs> is, is, there, is, there not, is there not a reason why it's the me in team? Yeah, the <laughs> fill in team. In team. There, there are some times where emphasis is not good. You don't want aggro for some things. Oh, that's true. Don't want aggro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least not until you're ready for it. Yes. Because I felt like they should have been going in a little bit sooner. So, well. if you have acute pain, they will. But if you if you're just of stones, it's not an emergency procedure. Yeah. Everything seemed to go good. So hooray! Good hooray! Recorded April twentieth, two thousand nineteen. Civilization 4, 5, Beyond Earth, and 6, Sound Clips, copyright Take-Two Interactive. Copyright The Polycast at thepolycast.net.